This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. We interrupt this program to bring you the following message. What if everything you've been told about money was a lie? It's time for the truth. Welcome to Financial Coaching Radio, where cookie-cutter financial advice just doesn't cut it. With your host, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. He's giving it to you straight and pulling back the curtains on the financial advice industry. No hidden agenda and no one-size-fits-all baby steps. Only unbiased, objective help for your entire financial life. Tackling your money questions at 893-1450. And now, here's the host of Financial Coaching Radio. Commission-free, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. What is up? Welcome to the show, giving you the truth about personal finance. This is Financial Coaching Radio, and I'm your host, Jason Qualls, certified financial planner, one of the only independent commission-free financial advisors in Rutherford County. For all about me, check out Jason Qualls, CFP.com. That's J-A-S-O-N-Q-U-A-L-L-S, CFP.com. Of course, if you want to jump in, be a part of the show with a question, a comment, a disagreement, you can click email the show or any of the social media links at financialcoachingradio.com. In every phase of your life, starting out, middle age, retirement, there are all challenges when it comes to financial planning. Do you have a real financial plan? Would you be better served by hiring a certified financial planner? What do I always tell you on this show? Make sure you're working with the right type of advisor. An advisor who only works for you, is only paid by you, and has the top credential in the business of certified financial planning. Describing all of those three areas, it's simple. You don't want your advisor to be commission-based or fee-based. What you want them to be is fee-only. I say that because if you're paying your advisor only a fee for their advice and expertise and their time, then most likely they're going to steer you down a path with your best interest at heart and mind. But if you're working with someone that has conflicts of interest, you don't really know. And I know you believe that you got a guy, you got a girl. Get a second opinion from an independent fee-only certified financial planner. So let's talk about these phases. You know, those commercials that are going on today and by the time, you know, know, commercials change so quickly. So, But just okay is not okay. You know the commercial I'm talking about? I think it's it's a, I'm not for sure what the ad is for. But just okay is not okay is the the slogan that this, this company is using. And I think it's brilliant. Same thing goes for financial planning. Just okay is not okay. If you're working with a commission-based advisor or a fee-based advisor, that's just okay. Could be not okay, but it's certainly not okay just to be okay. And what I'm talking about is real financial planning. Advisors who are going to look at risk management, look at areas of your insurance planning needs that may have gaps. I'm not talking about insurance salesmen looking for a way to sell you life insurance or long-term care or disability insurance. I'm talking about, hey, there is a risk here You have a risk of dying prematurely, a risk of becoming disabled and unable to earn an income. You have a risk of needing immediate cash like an emergency fund. 
you have a risk of spending some time in assisted living or nursing home. Let's address those risks based on your financial life. A lot of advisors come at those areas from a salesperson's standpoint. And they really don't address them wholeheartedly because they just want to get you in a product so they can earn a commission. That That's why when you work with an advisor who's not an insurance agent, they're not working on commission, and they tell you that you need XYZ amount of life insurance, you have some faith in that recommendation. They tell you, hey, you need a million-dollar umbrella on top of your home and auto, or you need to buy long-term disability insurance, or whatever the case may be, you know they're steering you in the right direction because there's no incentive for them to do otherwise. Also, depending on your situation, looking at your debt plan, your debt management, how much consumer debt you have, is it smart to go ahead and try to pile out of that before beginning retirement savings? What about prepaying your mortgage, getting your mortgage paid off early? What about car loans, car leases? Those are all things that are part of your financial life. If your advisor, your current advisor, isn't looking at those things in a way you feel is serving your best interest, probably don't have a real financial plan. What you have is a financial plan that's just okay. We can go down that road with retirement planning as well, college savings. I see this a ton with college savings. Now, a lot of people are aware and we're going to talk about 529 savings plans as it relates to estate planning later in the show. But a lot of people are aware that 529 plans are a great tool to save for college. But what they're not aware of is that a lot of financial advisors will put them in a 529 plan that's commission-based, and it's impeding your ability to accumulate wealth for the purpose of paying for your child's college. Because if every time you invest in a commission-based 529 plan, there's a 5% sales load off the top. Can you imagine what type of hole that puts you in every time you contribute? There is a way around that. You don't have to work with advisors who only recommend 529 plans with this front-end sales load. There are direct 529 plans that only fee-only people are going to recommend in most cases. They don't have commissions. They don't have investment options with high fees. If you're wondering what 529 plan I like, and this is not because of due to some heavy analysis. It's pretty simple. I need a 529 plan that when my clients invest, there's no commission. There's no load. I need a 529 plan that has multiple options based on if I have a, a child that's one year old or 15 years old. And I need low-cost investment options where I can build an investment strategy tailored to what my clients are wanting to do for their child's education. So a lot of 529 plans offer those, those options that I just described to you. Does one better than the other? You know, there's a service out there, savingforcollege.com, that ranks 529 plans. And there's small things that make them different between state to state because 529 plans are a state-specific thing. But I like the Tennessee plan. Tennessee Stars. And it's not because there's anything special about the Tennessee Stars 529 plan. I use it myself for my son's education. But the reason that I like it is because it has a lot of no-load, low-cost investment options. That's it. You know, it has Vanguard in there and dimensional funds, I believe, are in there as well. I only use the Vanguard options. I don't need anything else. I don't need any complex active management schemes. 
because I know that the amount of money that I'm contributing to the plan and to a low-cost option is the greatest thing that determines my success in accumulating money here. It's not some fancy-smancy mutual fund. And if you're paying, if you have some fancy smancy mutual fund with a front end load and high annual expenses, you're impeding your own growth. Or better yet, your advisor who recommended it to you is impeding your own growth. So that will be another area that gets overlooked in many cases where a financial plan is that's okay is not okay. You don't want it to just be okay. Also looking at other areas of retirement. You, know, you ask any advisor, now, what should I be invested in? They'll have some ideas for you. But it's the planning aspect of when to start Social Security. What type of pension option do I choose? How do I blend my Roth IRA income distributions with my 401k and or IRA distributions? How do I combine all of those income streams efficiently to minimize taxes? How do I make sure when I pass away... That everything happens like I want it to. My money goes to my surviving spouse or goes to my children or my grandchildren or a charity. These are things that get overlooked if you're working with a financial advisor who's just okay. Because an advisor who has conflicts of interest with you, in large part, doesn't get paid to advise you on tax issues. They don't get paid to advise you on estate planning issues. They don't get paid to look holistically at your financial life and your financial plan. What they are paid to do is sell you financial products. They are paid to open new accounts and charge you an annual percentage fee on that account of 1, 1.5, 2%, which is a ripoff, by the way. Those are areas, red flags to look out for. There's one simple process that if you'll just take my advice, you'll find out if you're on track or not. That is the right type of advisor that you need to be working with. Doesn't have to be me. It's not why I'm saying it. I'm saying it explicitly because the people who come in my office that have ended up in a financial or investment product that may not be the best fit for them. The reason that they ended up there is because they went to sit down and hired an advisor who was just okay. They had conflicts of interest with them. They got paid commissions to sell insurance and annuity products, or maybe even investment products. They got paid a large percentage of your investment account worth, which impedes your performance and makes you end up with less retirement dollars. None of that, in my view, is okay. It's one of the purposes of this show to give you the truth about personal finance that's what we do on financial coaching radio so okay in your financial plan is not okay hire the right type of advisor an independent fee only certified financial planner go to jason qualls cfp.com for more again jason qualls cfp.com for more this is our first break of the day now is an awesome time to get those money questions in click email the show at financialcoachingradio.com i'm back at you right after this short break Do the wind, the sun, or the rain. 
Buying a house is stressful, and so is shopping for a mortgage. Take my advice and get a second opinion on the mortgage for your new home or your refinance. Not all banks and mortgage companies are created equal. Trust me on this. Call my friend Marshall Sparkman with Franklin Synergy Bank at 615-439-0885. Great team, great process, and the best rates. Marshall Sparkman with Franklin Synergy Bank at 615-439-0885. Did you know that the U.S. tax code has over 70,000 pages? This is precisely why you must have a tax expert on your team. The folks at THW CPAs have been providing their expertise to individuals and businesses in Middle Tennessee for over 50 years. And now they have an office right here in Murfreesboro. Call Kevin Sizemore today with THW CPAs at 848-1072. That's 848-1072 or online at THWCPA.com. We have many great insurance agents in Rutherford County. The trouble is most of them really don't work for you and me. That's why I only recommend the independent agents of Middle Tennessee Insurance Group. They've helped many of my clients get the home and auto insurance coverages they need while also saving them hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. See if you're wasting money on home and auto insurance today by calling Middle Tennessee Insurance Group at 898-0053. That's 898-0053. This is Financial Coaching Radio with you every Monday through Friday, 4 o'clock right here on WGNS. Now joining us, John Baker, estate planning attorney, to talk about just that, estate planning. Cool article from Forbes.com, where there's a will, there's not always an estate plan. John, what would that describe to in your expertise? Someone has a will, but they don't have an estate plan. Well, they it might have had you know just a basic document that says, well, I want it all to go to my wife, or if she's deceased, you know, to my children, or you know, however they want it to go. But, but they really didn't develop an overall comprehensive plan that may look at uh, assets passing outside of the will. You know, anything that's got a pay on death or or a uh, joint account or or an IRA. You know, these things may be passing outside of the uh, will. You know, the will only disposes of what's called the probate estate. In the probate estate, you know, generally is things that are owned in your individual name, you know, that don't have a beneficiary designation. So a life insurance where you've named a beneficiary, retirement plans where you've named a beneficiary, do not pass through what your will document says. Right. And let's say maybe maybe you you had a will and you got a divorce and you, uh, you know, updated your will to remove your ex-spouse, but you didn't update your life insurance policy beneficiary or your 401k beneficiary. You know, that, that might really uh, mess so the up the planning plan. part is the nuances of making sure everything's checked, double-checked. Right, I, right. I want it to go here. I want this person to make decisions for me. Is all of that current and up-to-date? Will right. it happen no matter what? Right, and then thinking through, you know, some of the steps. You know, who who's my primary executor? Uh, but if they can't do it, do I have an alternate? Or if you're setting up a trust for a, a child or particularly a minor child, you know, who's going to be the guardian? And if there is there a backup plan to that if that person can't be the guardian? So sometimes you have to take these things through you know several steps to make sure that you know we've got things covered john baker estate planning attorney bakercouncil.com is his website for more about his practice john is having a conversation with someone who lost a spouse 
and I asked the question simply, hey, what's going on with probate? Have you contacted the attorney who drafted your will? And he's like, oh, I haven't really thought of that. So what is the process for losing a family member with or without, let's say with a will, where do they go? What is their first step of action? Obviously, this is some significant time after the funeral arrangements and such. But what is the estate planning plan of action there? Yeah, so so when somebody passes, uh, you know, it's probably a good idea to you know to have an, a consult with you know with an attorney that that works in estate administration or probate, and so that they can review the situation first of all, just to see do we need to probate the will? Is there a probate estate that would require, you know, court administration? Um, and, and you know, and check out all the other issues, the life insurance, uh, if there's life insurance involved or, or, or accounts. And uh, if are there debt issues? Did the person owe anybody any money? Uh, so to kind of go through all those issues. So a consult to review all that is probably the first step. You know, when do you do it? Uh, you know, just at some point, you know, in a reasonable short period after death. Not the, you know, usually that might be several weeks or a month or, or so. You know, you're going to start doing that. In some situations, uh, there might be some known urgent issues that need to be addressed quicker. But uh, but I would suggest you know having it ha- at, at the death of you know of a spouse in particular is you know to, to have that reviewed by someone that can look at all that to see what if anything needs to be done at that time. So I'm more of the or I was of the view that if you have assets that you know just a bank account, a home, or whatever, and a car that that automatic and carry some debt that automatically forces you to have a probate estate is that always the case does everyone have to go through some type of probate procedure or is there some people just excluded from that yeah i would say you know again it's going to you're going to have to look to see if there are issues that aren't resolved you know through other means like pay on death uh just informally paying off the bills uh, through uh, means that uh, you know that wouldn't need to involve you know court authority through the probate court, and so it's just really going to come down uh, you know to to a case by case. Now, in in let's say a husband and wife situation, you know we know typically that most husbands and wives own most of their stuff joint or have pay on death to the surviving spouse. So it, it's quite common when when the first spouse of a marriage dies. That, that there's not a probate needed at that death. There, there may very well need to be one at the death of the survivor. But, but at that first spouse's death, you know, oftentimes they had their accounts and their property arranged such that everything passed outside of the probate estate, and, and, and it wasn't needed. But again, that's where you get, you know, a professional that's that to consult look at that and have that consult, right. So sit down with someone just to make sure. What are right. the... If, if, let's say someone needed to probate in the state, they never reached out to an attorney, and they just said, you know, not going to do it. Don't think I need to. And they should have went through probate but didn't. Is there any penalties or repercussions for that? Well, there, you know, there, there can be. Obviously, if, if, if someone has uh, received the assets that wasn't supposed to get them, you know, it, through the proper process, you know, then, then that could create an issue. Perhaps, you know, what I, I may see a little more common than that is – is a real estate issue. You know, somebody died, and the uh, the death uh, would necessitate probate of that will or, or, or some other you know uh, activity. You know, in the probate court, and it wasn't done. It may not show up for years later till the survivor is ready to sell the property, and then the title company tells the survivor, "Whoops, you know, we 
we've got should have taken care of this earlier and then they then then they'll come see us and we'll try to get it all taken care of at that time but you know it's probably better to do that sooner rather than later BakerCouncil.com talking estate planning with John Baker, estate planning attorney. What happens when someone, let's talk about keep it on the married couple, once the spouse that passes away had credit card debt or just personal debt? Mm-hmm. How is that addressed when they pass away? Who is responsible, if anyone? Well, if of course, it'll depend how the accounts, who the owner on the account. So, so if, if, in, a, in a separate property situation, uh, if if the deceased spouse owned the debt, then then the deceased spouse or or his estate would be the one responsible um, for paying and, off that right. Debt. Not necessarily the you know the surviving spouse who was not on the credit contract. So let's say that there's thirty thousand of credit card debt just in one of the spouse the the deceased mm-hmm. spouse name. They have a joint account joint checking account with 30000 in it. Mm-hmm. And that's all there is in this estate. Mm-hmm. What happens at death there? Does 30000 of the joint account go to pay off the credit card? Is that what should happen? Or is none of it? Or half of it? How does yeah. that work? So in, in, commonly with joint accounts, they're survivorship accounts. So when, when the one owner dies, the, the other owner is immediately, you know, by contract under the account agreement, becomes the owner. So that would be a non-probate asset. So it would not be subject to, to the, the debts of the of the deceased uh, uh, spouse, unless there was some fraud or something going on like that. So it sounds like a lot of personal loans don't get paid off at, at the death of someone. Uh, particularly with, with with credit cards, it's not unusual to see a lot of them. They're unsecured credited, meaning they they were not secured by 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 your home like your mortgage would you know might be or by other property so they're unsecured so they're kind of at the bottom of the totem pole as far as creditors go and uh and so oftentimes those those credit card debts uh, are, are not paid off now on passing on a piece of real estate to let's say children and there is a joint you know there's a mortgage and a title with the say the parent the surviving parent does the mortgage and the title of the real estate go down to the the, the beneficiary? Or how does that work when there's debt carried on a piece of real estate? Yeah. So, so with the mortgage, what that means is that the, the the bank has a lien against the property. You know, whether there's a probate or not, they have a lien against that property for the amount of of, the, of their loan that that's owed at, at the death. And so, uh, it's got to be paid by somebody, or they're going to foreclose. So typically, so long as the survivor, if they're going to keep the house, you know, not sell it, it, as long as the survivor, whether it be the parent or the children, continue to pay that mortgage, then 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 that's how it it will go. Uh, whose mortgage? So, whose name is the mortgage under the, the the deceased person? Yeah, it's still it's still un, un, under the decedent, but but there is a a federal law that basically says if if it passes by inheritance. Uh, you know, to to the child or, or or to the spouse or the child who resides in the home, that uh, that that uh, there's no foreclosure there so long as they don't otherwise default and, and continue to pay the mortgage. Now, um, you know, but any change in title, um, you know, would 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 necessitate a, a new a new mortgage or pay and pay off of the old mortgage. So no need to refinance inheriting property with debt. Unless it's just in your best well, interest to do yeah, so, I mean, not forced yeah, to do yeah. so. If 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 it if it's the the spouse or or, or the child and it, it's it's a residential property. Now, commercial property is completely different, 
and uh and the other thing you'll run into even with residential properties because the survivor is not on the account they won't talk to you okay <laughs> Um, so you'll get the statements, and you might know how much is due, but you're really not going to be able to talk to them with, without uh, some uh, legal authority in there somewhere. And what would give someone that legal authority to talk with them? Yeah, well, I think in the in the spouse situation, they're both on the mortgage, and, and, and they're both on the deed. So you're, you're not going to probably run into the issue there. But where I see it is uh, where the uh, – it's a it's – a, single person or a widow widower they they die now the property is owned by the child the child lives in the home doesn't want to sell the home wants to keep paying on the mortgage and which which they can do uh, but they may not be able to talk to the bank because they're not on the account so if you want to pay it off and you ask for a payoff you know you may have run into a few problems uh getting that without uh you know probate or some sort of court authority so those are some of the things sometimes you have to deal with it's just as far as the title and in, in, in the mortgages great estate planning topics right here on financial coaching radio with john baker estate planning attorney reach out for it to him for his website bakercouncil.com but john you also have a local phone number here offices right here in rutherford county what's the best phone number to reach you oh yeah we're 615-896-5621 all right this is financial coaching radio take our next break get those money questions in click email the show at financialcoachingradio.com I'm your host, Jason Wall, Certified Financial Planner. Back with you right after this short break. Get a second opinion. Get a second opinion. Get a second opinion. I'm Jason Qualls, Commission-Free Certified Financial Planner. I can't stress enough how important it is for you to get a second opinion on your investments and financial plan. Unfortunately, since most financial advisors care more about selling you financial products than providing objective advice, it can be hard for you to know who has your best interest in mind. Call me, Jason Qualls, a commission-free certified financial planner for a free no-obligation investment review at 878-2134 or go to my website, jasonquallscfp.com. Recent reports show that half of Americans don't have any of the most basic estate planning documents, like a will or powers of attorney. Folks, if you're married or have children, you can't put this off any longer. Call John Baker, estate planning attorney, right now at 896-5621. As a husband, wife, mother, or father, you owe it to your loved ones to make sure your estate plan is in order. So call John Baker at 896-5621 or go to bakercouncil.com. Hi, this is Gabriel Fancher. Whether you're thinking about buying or selling a home, I can help. Buyer opportunities are better than ever, so call me at Reliant Realty to find out more. 615-445-5073. Real estate is a key to building long-term wealth. So ask for me, Gabriel Fancher, when you call 615-445-5073 or online at mt615.com. Again, that's mt615.com. 615-445-5073 for all your real estate needs. Welcome back to the Blunt Show, giving you the truth about personal finance. This is Financial Coaching Radio. No books to sell, certainly not pushing any financial products, seminar tickets. I'll leave that to the other guys, the other shows. I'm your host, Jason Qualls, Certified Financial Planner. I want to talk with you quickly about estate planning and gifting, just gifting in general. You know, the annual exclusion for gifting is about $15,000. You can give anyone that you want 
$15,000 or less, and you have to do nothing special with telling the IRS or anyone about it. If you give more than $15,000 to any one person, there's going to be some special reporting you're going to have to do. And the more your net worth is, the more you're going to have to keep track of this. Most people listening as today, uh, these rules will not apply. We have a high estate tax, a federal estate tax exemption way up there in the multi-multi-millions. So those of you who are gifting more than the annual amount of $15,000 per year per person, if you're not worth mega millions, all you really got to do is do a little bit of extra reporting on your tax return and your fine. So example, I give my son $50,000. That's $35,000 over the limit that the IRS says I can give. But there is a way around that. All I got to do is file a gift tax return, tell the IRS that I used, or I took $35,000 of my annual exemption or my estate planning exemption of mega millions. And they say, okay, no big deal. So if you're in a gifting, sex, in a gifting situation and you're having confusion about these rules or you're just giving away property, giving away a home. I see this a lot. People say, well, we got to give away mama's house because we're scared that the nursing home is going to get it. And you didn't look at all the avenues of whether or not this was the best, best option. And later on, you learned that it wasn't. So if you're going to give away money that could get you, uh, I won't say flagged, but get you where you have to report extra to the IRS, an asset or cash or check, greater than $15,000 to one person, sit down with a professional, a tax professional, a CFP, Certified Financial Planner, to go through these things. Because there are some right ways to do it, and there are some wrong ways to do it. You don't want to end up in one of those wrong ways. All right, that's part of having everything in your financial plan, everything in your financial life, all be connected and all be correlated together. Because if you piecemeal your financial life, you piecemeal your financial plan, your estate guy doesn't know what your tax guy doing, your financial guy doesn't know what your tax or your estate guy is doing, nothing is going to work correctly in many cases. If you're looking to learn more about what holistic, comprehensive financial planning is, go to Jason Qualls, CFP.com. Jason Qualls, CFP.com. I'm back at you right after this short break. Hit me up online. Listen to the show anytime, anywhere at financialcoachingradio.com. I'm back with you right after this. A recent undercover study found that over 89% of paid tax preparers made mistakes. You heard me right, over 89%. Is your tax person making mistakes? Tax mistakes cost you money and may even lead to an IRS audit. I recommend you get a second opinion on your tax return today by calling Tothero Helen Welch CPAs at 848-1072. Tothero Helen Welch has been providing tax services to individuals and businesses for over 50 years. So call them today at 848-1072 or go to thwcpa.com. Listen up. When is the last time you talked with an independent, objective, certified financial planner? Do yourself a favor and get a second opinion on your investments and financial plan. Call me, Jason Qualls, 
Be only certified financial planner today at 878-2134 or go to jasonquallscfp.com. Donegal offers car and homeowner's insurance at rates that are very competitive. So competitive that Donegal's car insurance rates are among the lowest in the state. And if you insure your car and home with Donegal, Donegal will take up to an additional 10% off their already low rates. Donegal, a better value. Let us quote your auto at home and maximize your discounts. Call Middle Tennessee Insurance Group at 615-898-0053. Welcome back to the show. As in the last, end of the last segment, I told you about the patent podcast, The Archives. We've done a lot of shows. On this show, we talk about estate planning, tax planning, retirement planning, saving for college, debt, real estate, insurance planning. Whatever tickles our fancy that day is what we're going to discuss. And it usually has to, usually correlates what's going on in our private practices. So if we're talking about an issue with estate or taxes or retirement or insurance, it's probably an issue we have faced actually that same week with a client all of the shows that we've done are archived at financialcoachingradio.com all you got to do is go there click on archives you'll get that long list of all the past shows they're listed by main topic they're listed by date i know there's some financial topics you want to learn more about go to financialcoachingradio.com click archives all right, if you're looking to learn more about what a unique financial planner does, there's my website, jasonqualscfp.com. It doesn't have to be me, but I strongly urge you to get a second opinion, a once-over, a look-over of your financial life. Make sure everything is in order, not from just any financial advisor, but from an independent, fee-only certified financial planner. Go to jasonqualscfp.com for more. I'm out of here for today. Be back at you same time tomorrow right here at 4 o'clock on WGNS. Don't change that dial just yet. More local talk is on the way.